Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. According to reports, bird flu is raging. New outbreaks in Iowa and Missouri have nearly 2.8 million birds, almost entirely chickens and turkeys, have died in one month due to the, you know, avian influenza, H-P-A-I. Uh, that's according to the Agricultural Department. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's been identified in 23 poultry farms and backyard flocks in a dozen states since the 8th of February. Uh, okay, that's when we first, remember what we first talked about, uh, the bird flu being found here in, uh, domestically here in the United States of America. Um, okay, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but they're killing them. They are killing them. They, and, and this is, they, I'm sorry, did I say killing them? No, that's just stupid. They're being depopulated. Oh, okay. Um, they, you know, that obviously is killing them. Of course, all the premises have been quarantined and, uh, we are taking care of the, we're making sure that, uh, no affected flocks are being distributed to the food system. Uh huh. Okay, good. Uh, since 1997, there's, uh, 880 people worldwide that have been affected with bird flu. And so, okay, I mean, it's really not that many, but it seems like it's an issue that's going to, you know, you thought prices were going through the roof. Now, wait till you want to get those chickens and turkeys that they're killing off. I'm sorry, depopulating. Okay, so good luck. Good luck. I wonder how you kill them, though. I mean, how you depopulate the chickens and turkeys. Hmm. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so now I can't stop thinking about how you depopulate all these birds. <laughs> so I know that there's uh, there's several mass depopulation methods, right? Okay, so you've got to quarantine and movement controls for a humane depopulation component of disposal and cleaning and disinfection activities, right? I mean, that's a lot of work. You're going to have to kill them, you got to clean them up, and you got to clean the area after you kill them. There's some kind of water-based foam that has a potential to reduce a number of workers involved in the depopulation effort, so you just foam them to death. <laughs> okay, all right, good. And I don't know, I know it's very difficult to pass the bird flu, at least this H5N1 to humans. But don't forget, everything is evolving. So, could happen. It could, you know, you want to limit your zoonotic exposure. <laughs> I don't know how you, what you do with the foam after you're done. Um, they have other general biosecurities during carcass disposal. And they talk about, you know, they have a general uh, carcass disposal system. And then you have to decide on how you're going to kill them all and what you're going to do with them after you kill them. Okay. All that carcass disposal stuff. You can compost them. You can bury them. You incinerate them. 
rendering. This involves processing carcasses until they are reduced to water, fat, or tallow, and meat or bone meal. It's very effective, but requires additional safety precautions to ensure that the virus does not become aerosolized during the rendering process and transported throughout the plant. It also necessitates disruption of the plant's normal operation. So we're not big on rendering. Uh, Landfilling allows for safe and efficient disposal of large quantities of carcasses. However, individual landfill managers may put restrictions on the type or quantity of materials they accept. Yeah, you don't want to... 8 million birds? I'm sorry, there's not 8 million birds. Duh. There's only been 2.8 million birds. Okay? So, I mean, that's a lot of bullets. You can't shoot them. I'll be nice. I guess if you're on a local farm, you know, it's a mom and pop farm, and you oh, we got bird flu, you walk out back and you... I mean, that's only four. You still have 2.7 plus million birds to go, right? 2,796,000 birds to go. So I don't know that you have enough bullets. <laughs> and you don't want, I don't want to bury them. I don't want to landfill them. That makes me nervous because then it's, you're talking about getting into the, into the water. New, uh, new, no, no, we don't want that. Why is it such a big deal to burn them? I can't believe we haven't come up with some way. I guess maybe the foam is a good way, right? You foam them, they all die, and then I guess you suck up the foam and off you go to the landfill. Now nah, you got to burn them. You got to burn them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> keep your eyes on the chickens and turkeys because we already have 2.8 million dead birds in just a short period of time and i'm sure i'm going to be hearing from the farmers that listen to chewing the fat so email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com and you can tell me the best ways to depopulate your poultry farms and the backyard flocks that have been diagnosed with the pathogenic avian influenza okay because <laughs> all i'm seeing is let it burn but again that's just me Did you see where an assistant principal fired, fired after reading a children's book to class? Are you kidding me? Wow. An assistant principal of Mississippi fired last week for reading the children's book. I need a new butt to a class of second grade students. So his boss asked him to set up a zoom with the second grade classes and uh, the principal at the school they were going to be at next year. And she was going to read to them, and she didn't show. Okay, so she did, the assistant principal didn't show. So to improvise, Price, the assistant principal, said, uh, hey, uh, you got to read to the students, okay? So I grabbed one of my favorite books that I had nearby, and I read it to them. It's a funny, silly book. I need a new butt. He read the book at previous school districts before. I never heard any pushback or complaints. I didn't think twice about reading it because I never had an issue with it before. There are other books that have more suggestive material that are much more widely accepted. According to the termination letter from the superintendent of the school district, a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment. Wow, I need a new butt. (laughs) It's a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment. To second graders, that's pretty funny. And he gets fired for it? Come on now. 
No. Now, apparently, there are a bunch of uh, authors, teachers, and librarians that have messaged and posted on social media stating the book is hilarious and sweet, joyful and fun, lighthearted, and that the superintendent's decision was wrong. And now the assistant principal, this Toby Price, is hoping to overturn their decision, get his job back, and teach others that the funny books are needed in education. Uh, yeah. So all I could think of while I was reading this story is, uh, I, you know, the, the book is called I Need a New Butt. But all I could think of was, remember the old song, uh, I Want a New Drug from uh, Huey Lewis in the news? You know, I want a new butt, one that won't make me sick, one that won't make me crash my car or make me feel three feet thick. I want a new butt. So anyway, I, I just all I could think of in my head. It's just the way I think. But uh, if you've have you ever read I Need a New Butt? Well, it could be story time here on Chewing the Fat right now, okay? This is I Need a New Butt by Don McMillan, illustrated by Ross Kennard. Story time on Chewing the Fat. I need a new butt. I need a new butt. Mine's got a crack. I can see in the mirror a crack at the back. Did I do it on the slide or on the banister inside? Or when I jumped my BMX? Or with the fart that happened next. Of course, the fart. That's what blew my butt apart. Split the thing clean in two. Now I wonder what to do. I need a new one. A green one or a blue one. A fat one or a thin one. A wood one or a tin one. Why not an arty farty butt? One not to be forgotten. With watercolors on the top. And a mural on the bottom. Or yellow spotted. Purple dotted. A butt with color, a butt with flair, a butt as bright as I dare to wear, a butt as bright as dad's underwear, or maybe an alien's butt made from a metal like titanium, fireproof, bulletproof, bombproof. I'd like a butt that's safety rated, the right butt, a knight's butt, a butt that's armor plated. What about a bumper butt made of chrome? Why not, I say, from a 1960s sport coupe, one made in the USA? With accessories to complement, like stripes of silver smoothie bent, a set of lights left and right for backing round in the night. With a bumper butt, I won't be scared, because bumper cracks can be repaired, but... A bumper butt is huge. A bumper butt weighs a ton. I've changed my mind. I want a lighter one. A rocket butt. All fire and thrust. A robo butt. Now that's the butt's a must. No, I think it's all too late. This cracked butt is my fate. I'm here on my own in this cracked butt zone. No one to care and no one to share. Wait. What's that I hear? This is outrageous. Are butt cracks contagious? Dad, your butt crack is showing. And Dad, there's no way of knowing just how far it's going. I need a new butt. You guys, that's a great story. Are you kidding me? We are, we are doomed. We're fighting in schools not to teach our young children. The age group that this guy is reading to about uh, their, about sex but he can't read about a cracked butt? Stop it. That was story time on Chewing the Fat. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> so good. So remember, uh, for those of you that... Uh, 
listen to Pat Gray Unleashed, of which I'm a part of on Wednesdays. I do a Chewing the Fat segment, and then I, I'm there on Friday to hang out and have some fun. And I, you know, fill in for Pat when he's on vacation and, uh, you know, fill in for what's-his-face when he goes away. Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Keith. And uh, so, you know, I'm a part of the show. But now they've started up their bingo. Uh, everything You have an opportunity to win, right? And so uh, if you cross off your bingo sheet and you're the first one to call on Fridays, you can win a prize. Or the first one to call after they, you know, once you attain bingo on the bingo sheet. And that bingo sheet is up on the, you know, pinned on his Twitter page at Pat Unleashed. Well, I know that sometimes you can't listen to the whole show. Should you? Yes, absolutely. But sometimes you can't. So what I'm going to do, and you can't tell anybody, okay? This is just something that I'm doing on the sly. All right? I'm calling myself the bingo whisperer. But at the end of each episode uh, of Chewing the Fat, I'm going to give you the phrases that you can cross off on your bingo sheet. Okay? Shh. Don't tell anybody. I'm also looking for contestants for uh, the game show, What's the Lie? If you'd like to play that, email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and we'll try to make that happen for you. So the movie that Sam Elliott was, uh, you know, kind of uh, bashing on uh, Mark's podcast where he said, uh, you know, the Western is stupid. What does this lady know about Westerns anyway from New Zealand is way too gay, you know, and they never rode a horse. Well, she won the Critics' Choice Awards. Yay, Jane Campion. Great. Uh, wonder, good for her. Good for her. The movie Power of the Dog. And uh, she's been on top of the world because of it, as she got the best director. But then as she accepted it, she bashed, she said she, she, she's, uh, the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus were there. And, uh, in her speech, she said, I want to, I want to give my love out to the guys. And she said, and Venus and Serena, you are such marvels. They were in the audience. However, you don't have to play against the guys like I have to. Oh, my gosh. Now, in this story, they say Venus can be seen smiling awkwardly. They clapped. They gave her They gave her cheers when it was done. But, of course, you can't say anything like that. Against Venus and Serena, no, 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 no. She cannot say anything bad about them. Okay, I mean, many people said, hey, don't be messing with the Williams sisters, okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. And so uh, she, of course, bent the knee. I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. The fact is, the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off, and they have both raised the bar and opened doors for what is possible for women in this world. The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. I love Serena and Venus. Their accomplishments are tart titanic and inspiring serena and venus i apologize and completely celebrate you it was in the moment it was you know she was just being stupid i don't necessarily i don't know about her i guess she's from some uh new zealand theater family 
And so, you know, they're saying that this was just another white lady from New Zealand saying bad stuff about, you know, African-American females. No, stop it. They were in the audience. She was looking at them, and she was just thinking to herself, well, you know, I beat out all these guys, and Venus and Serena obviously are playing tennis, and they're playing tennis against women, not men. And uh, I, I just beat them there. That's where her head was at. I'm almost positive. I hate to give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh my gosh. But I'm going to do it because I get it. Because I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. And you can, uh, you can ask me about that. In fact, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Did Venus and Serena ever beat a male on the tennis court? Professionally, of course. So way back in 1998, during the Australian Open, both Serena and Venus claimed they could beat any male player ranked lower than 200 so there was a player ranked 203 at the time this karsten brush and he challenged them and beat them so that's kind of where this lady's head was at i get it but don't be bad you know what i've taken it back do not be bad mouthing serena and venus i won't have it it's unacceptable okay all right speaking of hollywood and so stars dick van dyke 96 you know him you love him 96 now he is married to are this arlene silver who is 50 years old 46 year age gap now he claimed uh that uh he was concerned that there would be an outcry about a gold digger marrying an old man but no one took that attitude. Dick, I got news for you. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's not going to be an outcry, Dick. It's okay. Now, Van Dyke is worth, I don't know, only like $50 million or so. He's not. He was around for a long time before the big, big money came in. But, I mean, $50 million is good. And if you're, uh, if you're Arlene Silver... And you met uh, Dick Van Dyke, and he was, uh, they met in 2007. They've been together now for a while when he was 81, and she was just 35. So, I mean, Dick was, you know, still taking care of a little business uh, back in 2007. I don't know how much business Dick is taking care of at 96, but uh, for 50 million, oh yeah, I'm dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing with Dick for $50 million. <laughs> you know what you can quote me on that okay so this isn't a real who died today segment although it really should be i guess so a camel attack in tennessee killed two people camels are mean i that you can quote me on that too uh absolutely camels are mean and you can't treat them like regular pets but apparently there was a petting zoo in obion county tennessee and according two guys died a 42 year old man and a 67 year old man pronounced dead at the scene attacked by this camel and so they called police and obviously you know police show up and uh they 
tried to rescue the people the camel attacked the one police car looked like it was going to come back at the police trying to rescue the people that were harmed and then uh they got there and the camel was you know doing all this running around trying to attack them yeah uh, we put it down uh the officers put the camel down uh, the the officer said hey look the camel is about to attack us probably took more than one i give it one more just for good measure there you go now, of course, the story is mostly about the 42-year-old man, this Bobby Matheny, who worked in the high school and everybody loved him. No mention of what happened, uh, who was Tommy Gunn, the 67-year-old man. So maybe he was part of the people who kept those damn camels on a leash at the petting zoo. But no more. Uh, we, we went ahead and put it down. Now, of course, PETA, uh, you know, my favorite people. Man, do I love the people for the ethical treatment of animals. And the incident, according to them, is tragic yet unsurprising. Injuries abound when animals are exploited for entertainment. And PETA urges everyone to avoid sleazy roadside attractions. <laughs> That's a sleazy roadside attraction in Obion County, Tennessee. Okay, thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Uh, and you needed to uh, avoid them as if your lives depended on it, because they do. Okay, uh, we got you. No problem. Sorry, we had to put that bad boy down, though. You got to, you got, you got to manhandle. And I mean, you can woman handle if you want, but you got to handle the. They are really kind of not good animals. They're not a good pet. I mean, I told you, the one that I wanted to ride on who did not like me, who was mean, I could have been attacked had it been a petting zoo, but uh, the Bedouin was not having any of that. He was whacking him along the side saying, you're going to get down and you're going to let this fat man on you and he's going to ride you because you're the camel and I'm the human. And that's what happened. That's the way we make our money. That's the way you get your food. Get your ass down there and let this fat man on you. And they did. Peter would not be happy about that at all. So we've got the camel. Now we've got a bulldozer who runs over a guy in a porta potty. Now it's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing. You got to put you a smile came to your face when I said that. It's not funny. So a Florida landfill worker died. All right. So the guy running, he goes in the porta potty, and the bulldozer is wrapping up for the day. Right at the Polk County North Central Landfill. Who I mean, I love the Polk County North Central landfill so apparently uh the driver was going up the embankment toward the staging area and uh you know once he got up on the ground level he began to turn his bulldozer and heard a loud crumble now okay so he didn't see the porta potty (laughs) come on man how long you been working there running that thing so apparently he's putting he's bringing the bulldozer up the embankment and he had the he had the front blade of his bulldozer elevated three or four feet off the ground which according to the statement obstructed his view while he was on the incline so he didn't see the porta potty okay i find that hard to believe but that's what that's what happened that's what happened no problem so then once he gets up to the stage he makes the turn he hears the loud crumble and he jumps off the bulldozer to check, and uh, yeah, there was someone in the porta potty, and so it was just a 
tragic industrial accident. Oh, all right. So um, uh, there, that's what that's been officially ruled an accident. Now, obviously, the guy is, you know, horribly upset, and you're running over your workmate, your coworker, who's in the porta potty at the landfill. It's not a good day. That's not a good day. Did I mention that today was the, speaking of getting run over by a landfill by accident, today, the Godfather premiered 50 years ago. 50 anniversary, 50 years ago, the Godfather. I love the Godfather movies so much. And it was 50 years ago that that first movie was released. Wow. I mean, I I enjoyed the book, the original, the, the book. I remember reading the book. And, you know, I just, I love the whole Godfather anthology. I don't know what made me think of that. Having someone accidentally run over in a porta potty at a landfill. I don't know what made me think of a mob movie, but it did. We find out also, speaking of Florida, that uh, Bob Saget, uh, his um, death records uh, pertaining to the death investigation from the local medical examiner's office will not be released to the media. And it's weird that they filed lawsuits about this because, you know, people were asking for it. But Florida State, uh, I'm pretty sure they prohibit the release of those uh, autopsy results and everything. So we had to go through all kinds of court issues to get that. It is interesting, though, that the family did not want that information out there. Huh. It is interesting. I'm not sure what it says, but it is interesting. Also, another uh, thing that died, Doritos. I know, I'm just as bummed as you. So Doritos now claims that, oh, look, we're cutting the number of chips in each bag. What? Yeah, they're cutting the numbers of chips in the bag. Who died today? Doritos. So Frito-Lay has cut down the number of chips in each bag of Doritos as a record inflation has raised production expenses. So a bag of Doritos has five fewer chips than it used to. Uh, We took just a little bit out of the bag so that we can give you the same price and you can keep enjoying your chips, said Frito-Lay representative. Oh, okay, well, that's nice. I mean, we know that inflation is skyrocketing and it's a 40-year high. Eh, Don't worry about it. But uh, we're just going to go, instead of making the bag smaller, instead of raising the price, we're just going to go ahead and cut the Doritos out of the bag. So thanks, Doritos, and rest in peace, those five Doritos, although they're going to be in another bag, so I guess they technically didn't die. They're just going to another coffin. Isn't that what a bag of Doritos is? It's just a coffin for food no you don't look at it like that okay never mind i mean i'm complaining about the five chips in the dorito bag or the coffin for doritos and i see where our president of the united states of america president biden said he's going to prohibit imports of russian vodka caviar and diamonds what uh, okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I know that we're, you know, we're already going to cut uh, Russia's most favored nation. We're cutting all the, you know, Russian export. I, you know, who, who knows? One of the things, I, mean, I don't know why we're, 
I don't know why we are going after the Russian people. It just seems like that goes against what we believe, but who knows what we believe anymore. I mean, I see where Adidas has closed, or Adidas, has closed stores and suspended online sales in Russia. What are the guys going to wear? That's all they wear is the Adidas sports suits. So, come on now. They've got to be able to wear something, right? You have to. And as long as we're talking about uh, the war, which I... It's just agonizing. It needs to end soon. And I wish all these people would stop talking about World War Three. Stop putting it out there into the world. But Elon Musk, my main man, uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, he has uh, challenged the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, through Twitter, which I thought was banned in Russia. Anyway, uh, he has challenged uh, him to <laughs> to a fight. Okay. <laughs> yes, I hope I hope Vlad takes him up on it. I hope they get together. I hope Elon wins and the war is over. That's it. But Elon has challenged Vlad to a fight. And he's to single combat. And that's it. And so we're good. All right. We're bringing duels back. That's good. And we can put it up on social media so everybody can see it. Unless your country has been banned from seeing that particular social media account. So, you know, maybe they won't see it at all. But it'll still... If no one sees it on a social media account, has it really happened? Okay, so Meta has now clarified its hate speech policy saying that users cannot make death threats against Russian President Vladimir Putin and other heads of state. So they've changed again. I can't say bad death threats or make say bad things about Vlad or other heads of state. All right, fine, whatever. I think uh, Facebook is, I, I hate to say this, but I think they're done. I think they're done. I mean, Instagram's still huge, but Meta is the new... You know, the new world order, I get it. But Facebook itself, I feel like they're done. Uh, I just saw where Meta, the main company, which, you know, I, 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 I know we're delineating, you know, between Facebook and Instagram and, and, and Meta. But Meta itself uh, is now, they've cut some of the perks of the employees at the compound. So they have informed uh, the employees that they are going to be cutting down on various perks, including free laundry, dry cleaning, and valet service, as well as delaying the daily free dinner by half an hour from 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, they're done. They're cutting back these services. Yeah. They're done. Now, new people in charge trying to save a little money, I guess. Uh, Zuck trying to cut back a little. Now, the thing is, you think, oh, but they cut free dinner by half an hour. That is huge. Why is that, you ask? Well, uh, the last shuttle bus departs at 6. 
<laughs> you want to eat on campus, uh, you're going to have to drive yourself home then. Okay. There's no free ride if you're going to eat on campus. Oh, okay. So it's going to save them a lot of money. Now, I guess employees used to, you know, stuff their pockets with all this free food before the last shuttle bus would go. And then they would just, you know, go home with, uh, you know, all these, all this free food. (laughs) So they claim, Hey, look, this is an onsite perk for people while they're working in the office. We want food to be served to meet that need while people might be working late, but no, I know we're coming back to the office now and, oh, uh, you know, where there's, you know, we have to worry about that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And I will say a free laundry and dry cleaning. Uh, that's a big deal. I would love that. Uh, that would be awesome. And the valet service. Eh, okay. I mean, you're taking the shuttle anyway. If you're, if you're working, if you're taking the shuttle bus, uh, you know, the valet service is neither here nor there, right? I mean, you drive in, you park, you go to work. Uh, whatever it's fine but uh i I get it it was a service that was you know you get used to but the free laundry and dry cleaning uh that's pretty sweet and then free dinner and then you fill your pockets full of food to take home (laughs) that's good living they were living large man and now facebook and meta is like oh yeah no we're cutting back sorry a lot of employees a little unhappy a little unhappy with the whole thing. However, they did say that, okay, well, we're going to up the wellness stipend from 700 to $3,000 this year. Oh, okay, because the stipend, the wellness stipend covers, you know, physical, mental health, financial planning, and care for children, older people, and pets, which, you know, would be the bag full of food that you were taking home every night <laughs> on that final shuttle. <laughs> so uh one of the food service team uh saying hey uh this doesn't affect the workplace culture okay when peers are cramming three to ten to go boxes full of steak to take them home nobody cares about our culture <laughs> so you get pretty used to it you get pretty used to it i mean i love the the meta stuff but uh when they're starting to cut back maybe it's not going as well as you think uh maybe meta mates have a uh have a legitimate concern because when the company starts pulling back on that stuff that they were offering over the years uh times are changing right definitely times are changing i mean i saw where What's his face? The former CEO of Disney. Not the Dingleberry that's the CEO now. Chapek or whatever his name is. But uh, Bob Iger, former Disney CEO. He's joining the metaverse, man. He's got a new startup uh, on metaverse avatars. So the company, Genies, has raised $100 million in funding already through deals with Warner Music Group and Universal Music Group. They've created avatars for artists like Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Shawn Mendes, and they're saying that uh, you'll be able to create your own avatars using the company's tools and dress them in NFT clothing and accessories. So they're going to be getting it from, you're going to be getting money from the artists and the NFTs that you're going to be paying for. I mean, that's really 
a huge deal when you're inside the metaverse, man. He used an example of imagine, you know, letting someone buy a Mickey Mouse avatar and customizing it in a way that could not only uh, we would never we'd never allow it before, but it was kind of hard to do in the physical world. Yeah, no kidding. But in the metaverse, no problem. You'll be able to do it. And so the genies are, you know, part of the intellectual property in the metaverse. And so you'll be able to do that. I that's awesome. I mean, I wish I was a part of that. Bob, why didn't you call me? I'm a little I'm a little ticked. I would have liked to thrown in, you know, ten or twenty bucks into the startup, but you never called. Also, I see where HBO Max and Discovery Plus are gonna combine so that we'll be able to, you know, have both of those together. Uh, that's a big deal. Although I don't know how much uh, more they're going to charge me as they bundle those uh, direct to consumer platforms. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be happening. It's on track. The Discovery Plus uh, and Warner Media with the combination of Discovery Plus and HBO Max is on track sometime this year, right? So we'll see how that works out. But. Okay, I hope that, uh, you know, we eventually combine both streaming services into one consumer, you know, offering and platform. And we'll start working in the meantime and, uh, you know, I'm getting on that bundling approach. Yeah, well, I hope that works out. Maybe, I, well, I mean, look, the bundling's got to happen. There's got to, and you've got to cut prices. I'm not talking about raising prices either there, Discovery Plus and HBO Max, because there's a point, and we're getting close to a point, where there's too many platforms charging way too much money, okay? And uh, we'll just we're getting there. And uh, for many people, I'm sure we're already there. And I'm really close on that teeter totter. Uh, so somebody better make some kind of deal soon. And if you need some help, call me. I know Bob Iger forgot to call me, but if you guys need some help, I'm here for you. I saw where Discovery CEO uh, made over 246 million. Uh, last year according you know thanks to bumper stop stock options uh yeah no kidding (laughs) 246.6 million last year that's a pretty good deal uh you're living pretty good on that uh no doubt so between the uh mergers and stock options uh he brought in some some nice money so call me and I'll help you guys work out some kind of deal with bundling and, you know, price per point. You know, just call me or email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com. That's fine. I mean, I don't hear from Bob Iger. I don't hear from the discovery plus CEO. What's his name again? David Zaslov. So I don't hear from Bob. I don't hear from Dave, but I do hear from Abu Usman. Now, Abu Usman has emailed me from an Alien.com website. Is it Alien or Alien? A-L-I-Y-U-N. I know it's from Alibaba. I got it. Uh, he has sent me an email, or she, Abu Usman. I'm going to read it to you the way it's typed and printed to me, okay? And, and this is the people that are getting These are the people that are getting a hold of me. And so, Bob and Dave, you know. You too can email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Email from Abu. Greeting. I am indeed glad to be in contact with you, even though this medium of communication, 
internet in parentheses has been grossly abused by criminal minded people making it difficult for people with genuine intention to correspond and exchange views without skepticism <laughs> has it a boo Uh, this is a private effort to introduce a partnership intention and proposal to you i decided to write to you i have decided that i seek your assistance in a matter that requires your urgent attention i am abu uzman from afghanistan and i am contacting you due to the ongoing takeover by the taliban in my country I need your urgent response to help me receive some funds for me. If this is something you can do, I will appreciate your early response so that I can provide more and appropriate more details of the entire proposal, given the fact that this is only a skeletal introduction. I will appreciate if you could let me have the following information. 1. Your name, 2. Your address, 3. Your cell phone number, 4. Occupation. Your positive response will be highly appreciated. As soon as I receive your response, I will get back to you ASAP. Sincerely, Abu Usman. Thanks, Abu. Uh, Love you too. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to reply to Abu at tisalien.com email address, but probably not a good bet I, I know i know what you're thinking man think of the money that abu might have for you and the, you know you could be missing out i know but i feel like i probably shouldn't reply plus for some reason ever since the movie aladdin what year did that come out i mean a hundred years ago now uh that was the pet monkey name right abu And so I don't know that I trust the name Abu. I know the monkey was Aladdin's, you know, partner in crime there and helped out a lot. But I just have a question mark to the name Abu. Okay, for those of you that missed Pat Gray today on Pat Gray Unleashed for their bingo game, it's time for the Bingo Whisperer. There were no changes today. Not one square was was scraped off, X'd off. So it's the same seven. Was the Biden, let's go, Brandon, I agree. 15 days to flatten the curve. I haven't grown a third tail. And I still haven't grown a third tail, by the way. Uh, Keith's watershed moment. Suboptimal. What a world. And Keith saying, I mean... So that's all you have. Those seven squares. You're welcome. Be sure you listen to Pat Gray Unleashed every day on the Blaze Radio and Television Network. However, if you miss it, I'm going to give you those bingo squares every day here at the end of Chewing the Fat because I am the Bingo Whisperer. Shh! Don't tell anybody. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.